Welcome to Living on the Exhale, a podcast designed to help us find inspiration, laughter, and growth in the messy middle of our lives. Each week, we explore ideas, inspiration, stories, and experiences that help us to grow, connect, and learn. So if you're in need of a weekly dose of inspiration, laughter, and a reminder that you're not alone in this crazy journey called life, then this podcast is for you. I'm Stacy Berkovitz, your host, and together we find peace and embrace life one breath at a time. Hi, Exhalers. Thank you for spending this time listening to the podcast. It really means the world to me that you're here. I want to tell you about something starting January 2024. It is a three month long group coaching program that its sole purpose is to help you find your zone of genius and really create a life of meaning and purpose. And this is called the Life Meaning Purpose School, LMP for short. And it's a soul school that really takes you on this profound journey of self-discovery and empowerment over the course of those three months. So month one, we focus on inner work, breath work, meditation, nervous system regulation, and really going into the stories that we tell ourselves and how that sometimes can hold us back. And then we go into month two, which is the discovery phase, discovering our values and our talents, our strengths, and letting that lead us into what ignites our passions. And then month three, we develop this really cool mission and blueprint for you, your life, your zone of genius. And you line up where your talents and passions meet, and then you learn how to share those gifts with the world. So if this sounds like something that is calling you, if you want to make 2024 your year to really learn more about you and then take the best version of you into the world for your mission, I'd encourage you to go to my website on the excel.com. You can learn more about it. Again, we start January, 2024. So hope you'll join me. Thanks exhalers. Sending you so much love. Hey, all you moms out there excited to tell you about our guest today. This is Shannon Warner. She's a mom of two little girls and she believes women are so much more beyond their title of mom. She's passionate about cultivating alignment in motherhood with a special focus on helping career women transition into working moms without losing themselves in the process. She's also the host of the Having a Mom podcast where she encourages women to nurture and reconnect to themselves before they pour into those who rely on them. I think you're really going to enjoy today's episode. Welcome, Exhalers. We're so happy you're here. I am here today with Shannon Warren, who is with Having a Mom Moment. And currently, we are discussing her gorgeous plants she has in the background. And she's telling me about this app. It's called what? Planta? Planta. Planta. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, can you just, I know this has nothing to do with why we're talking today, but who knows who needs to hear this because I kill everything. Tell them about Planta or 
Yes. This is not an advertisement for plants. No. <laughs> but if but they want to just... sponsor, right? Why not? <laughs> right not. Yeah. I used to kill everything too. Um, I had a, a pothos plant that I got from my grandmother that was like 30 years old and it took everything I had to keep it alive. And she always said it was so easy. And I was just like actively killing it over and over again. So I, I like the idea of plants. And then I got this fiddle leaf fig behind me and I was killing it very quickly. So I found the planta app and it takes a little bit of work with setup. It's free. They have a premium version, but it is free. And you just put in like the details about your room, like what direction they're facing. So how much sun they get. Um, you know, if the plant is near like the heat source or the air conditioning or whatever, and you just plug in your little plants and then it sends you an alert when it's time to water them. I mean, seriously, like, yeah. okay. So what is the thing that, that I don't have any living things inside my house except for one. And you're supposed to put an ice cube like every eight weeks, which I never oh, remember. What are those the... called? Um, there's those, it's the, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know the name of it. Oh my gosh. It's like is it, the newest, coolest thing that people do for people like me who can't keep anything alive. Yeah, I can picture it. I don't know what it's called. Okay. So I got, I got one at a wedding that my friend had on all the tables for like people to take home. And then I have, I got one like on a date one time, like a year oh. ago and it's, oh, what is it? It's, Okay. I know this. Okay. Talk amongst yourself listeners. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> it's the, the plant that doesn't die. It's called a, yeah. What is it called? A succulent, a succulent. Oh, it's a succulent. I kill succulents. See, you kill See? succulents. Yeah. Uh, I have one that has survived. He's like touched he's tucked back behind over here. He has survived a multi-state move, like the terrible environment of the office I used to work in. So he's still hanging on, but everything else I've killed. So, okay. Do, does your plant app teach about succulents? Like, yes. will it tell you how to keep a succulent alive? Yeah. Because yeah. Mine I think is the on hardest part with the app and succulents is figuring out what your succulent succulent is called so that you can look it up and add it uh, by the proper name. So it can give you like the proper tips, but if you know what it is, it makes it a lot easier. But for some reason, like they just don't jive with me. I don't know. I've killed lots of succulents. Well, I mean, your plants are gorgeous. So, and okay. Thanks for hanging on listeners to this because <laughs> this was very important, right? Like save the earth, plant a tree, grow yeah. a plant, but yeah. that's not what we're talking about today with Shannon. So Shannon um, her whole mission is to help career women transition into motherhood, career women transition into motherhood without losing themselves in the process. So give us a background of how you got into this. Yes. Take yeah. us through your journey. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so I identify as an overachiever slash high achiever who always wanted to do all the things, get the shiny gold star, you know, all of that. If there was a goal and I could see it, I was going for it. and because of that, when I got pregnant with my first, I'm like, this should be easy. Like, this is not a big deal. I, you know, I'm an A student. I can read the books. I'll take a class. I'll be fine. I was not fine. <laughs> I was not fine on so many levels in the class, the book, none of it helped. None of it helped with where I was struggling and trying to juggle work on top of learning how to be a mom for the first time was so hard. It was so hard. Um, looking back, I can say with certainty, I definitely stumbled into a pit of postpartum depression undiagnosed. Um, and it was just, I think 
a lot of it was the pressure that I was putting on myself to keep being perfect at all the things, which is impossible. Once you bring a baby, it you can't be perfect anyway. Nobody's perfect. But then you bring a baby into the mix, especially your first baby. And it's like, forget it, just light it all on fire. So that's now where I'm super passionate about helping women is that transition, especially like as they go back to work and start juggling all the pieces, especially when their career felt really important to them before. It's hard to kind of balance that with this other super important thing that is a human. Yeah, for sure. So you help women who either go home and don't go back to work or go have the baby and go back to work. Do you have like a, or is both? Is it both? So I'm really passionate about the women who are working, taking maternity leave and then returning to work because there's a lot in that. Yeah. Oh, there is a lot. Now, where are you at in the world? I'm in Michigan. Okay. All right. So you don't get to live in a cool country. I'm in the States as well. So you don't get to live in a cool country that gives you like a year off to raise your child. No, no. Okay. So what are some of the things that you help women who are in? Okay. So let's talk through, they just had their baby. They're at home and they see the three month, 12 weeks or six weeks or whatever they get off for to have the baby. What are you taking them through during that time? And then what does, once they go back look like, how do you help them with that? I love if I can catch moms before they have their baby because, mm. and it, it's hard to say, Hey, you're going to need this when they're like, I don't think I'm going to need that, but you don't know what you don't know. Um, if you can do as much prep as possible on the front end, I think it helps in the transition. So if you can make a plan for your transition of your workload, and then making sure that you're giving yourself a lot of space when you return to work, because it is the worst feeling in the world to go drop off your baby at daycare day one and come back and be handed your whole, whole workload. Plus, you know, the 12 weeks of backlog, you know, and I was like, glad to see you. I hope you had a good vacation. And you're like, what happened (laughs) to me? You know, I'm not even the same person I was when I left six or 12 weeks ago. Um, and then in that pre-planning is building in some, as much support as possible, whatever that looks like. Sometimes you're going to have to pay for some support. Sometimes you're going to have to, you know, just be open to people that you wouldn't expect to help you to come out of the woodwork. It might be a neighbor. It might be, you know, a member of your church, or it might be a friend that you didn't think would be into your life once you have children, but she's happy to come hold the baby so that you can, you know, take a shower and feel like a human, all of those things. And then that can carry into support once you go back to work, which for me was the hardest, you know, Mm. that newborn phase was really, really hard, but then trying to manage it all back into the workplace, um, without any support and then feeling afraid to ask for help felt impossible. Oh yeah, for sure. And what happens? Like, I mean, so my daughter, um, got pregnant young, like 19 or 20, and she nursed for like three years and when <laughs> three years, I just want to say that three years That's when she, time, yeah. it's a long time. And, and she, I remember when she was pregnant, um, or when she had the baby, she's like, I'm nursing for like two months, tops, tops, yeah. tops, tops. And then it went to six months. She's like, okay, at the six months I'm stopping. Okay. At the year mark, I'm and it just, anyway, it became a thing. And so fortunately she was able to work at a daycare. So she, she pumped mm-hmm. and she also was able to, and then it transitioned the last year or whatever, just at nighttime. Um, but what do you, what happens with women who nurse 
and they go like, talk a little bit about that because there's not just the transition of like, you're leaving your beautiful creation at home and all your hormones are like, blah, yeah. and you're going back to work and having to show up as a human every day, sleep deprived. Like what about the nursing aspect of it? Yeah, I, I can speak to this from personal experience. Um, I, and I will say I worked at a pretty flexible work environment. I kind of was able to do what I needed to do and nobody asked any questions. The pressures that I experienced were ones that I placed on myself because again, I was trying to show up like I had never had a baby and that I was totally the same person as before. So you've got to advocate for yourself very, very early on and you need to know your rights. There are, there is now the pump act in place that protects your right to pump at work and your employer can't tell, you no. Um, so definitely read up on that and have that ready in case you do get any kickback, but um, you've got to advocate for yourself because a lot of times you have management or leadership that either has never had children, or it's been 20 years since they have had children and they don't know at all what you're going through or what you're dealing with or trying to juggle. But I would say you need to honor what you're doing as the mode of feeding your baby. That is so important. We're just like, Oh, I gotta go pump. But like you're making food for your baby to live and thrive. So you need to honor that as such. And that means you need to block that time out on your calendar. You need to block it out. And I've had two experiences where the first time I was pumping while at work in the workplace, this was pre COVID, not in a great environment. There wasn't even a lock on the door, which is now not okay. Absolutely. It's, it wasn't okay then, but like legally now it was not okay. I used to shove like a door stopper under the door. I was in the, like the server room where all the equipment was oh and just gosh. like crossed my fingers and prayed that like nobody beat the door yeah. in. Um, and then the second time though, I was working remotely. It was after COVID and I would just like hook up and like keep working away. Like, oh, this is so great. I get the flexibility. No, no, no. That's not good either. That's not good either because you need to be able to focus on what you're doing and your production. And mine tanked. I thought it was going to be perfect and it tanked. So seriously, block that time out on your calendar and take the 20 minutes or whatever you need to pump so that you can maintain your supply so that you've got food for your baby. And then the work happens around that. Well, thank God for that law, right? Like mm -hmm. what did people do in the past? Who, mm. what did they do? Pumped I mean, in bathrooms, like had to take their lunch break to pump, like I, all sorts of things to keep a human alive. Like you would yeah. think that's like a, just a given. Yeah. Right. Wow. Right. And it's not like it's fun. Like nobody is like, yes, I get to pump now. You know, it's not the smoke <laughs> break. Like let's get real. <laughs> Yeah. I just have this vision of you pumping while you're like working on your computer, like the, the epitome of a, a woman in 2023 multitasking, right? Yeah. Just like, yeah. so you had this realization of like, okay, this is ridiculous. I need to block this on my calendar. Now, are you still working at, at the job you were working at? No. Mm -mm. Okay. So talk a little bit about how that transition's been into you're calling now, which sounds like a mission you have. This has been, it's been an interesting, it's been an interesting journey for sure. Uh, I worked at this company for a long time, for eight years. And uh, like so many other companies, you know, in the year of 2023, the numbers were not working out and mass layoffs happened. And I was part of the mass layoffs. And um, 
I think we're from a similar mindset. So I'll share this here, but you know, I knew I was not living in my purpose there for a long time, but I was like, this is fine. You know, like it checks the boxes, like it's fine, whatever. They're pretty flexible. They're understanding, which is huge when you have kids. Um, so I was like, it's fine. And then once 2023 started, I was like, you know, like, I really know that I'm meant for something more. Like I, this is not it for me. And on February 16th, I wrote in my little journal that I journal in, in the mornings, um, it, there was a prompt, like make a promise for yourself to yourself for six months from now, and then jump ahead six months and write it there, um, to hold yourself accountable. It's a, it was a little dated, uh, journal planner thing. And on February 16th, I wrote that I will leave this job by my birthday, which was in June. I got laid off that day, that day that what? I declared what? it, I got laid off. Yeah. What, 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 yeah. what? I know. No I know. way. I still get goosebumps. So I, yeah, I do. Oops. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Definitely. So it was hard. It was a lot of ego. Like, oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed. Like, how could I be let go? I was a manager. Like, this is really embarrassing. And then once I worked through that, I was like, that's not mine to carry. Like that was no reflection on me or my job. It was a numbers game. And at the end I was a number and I had, you know, I had to be let go. Um, so I trust in the universe and I'm like, this would only happen if this was the next best step. And I realized looking back, like I, I've always had this dream of this, well, not always for the last couple of years, I had the dream of building this business to help women. And I was never going to leave on my own. I wasn't going to leave that position on my own because it felt too safe. So the universe was like, we're done. Bye. Yeah. Well, that's so interesting. I have a very similar story actually. Ooh. Um, uh, Yeah. So last year I actually started with this whole idea of helping women marry themselves. Like not literally, not like in a ceremony. Yeah. I do, I do too. Um, but it was basically of like loving yourself enough to be in a place where, and then, you know, of course could marry someone. Anyway, I thought it was brilliant. I joined this marketing group. Um, and then I, all my married friends were like, yes, yes, yes. And all my single friends were like, ew, no, we don't love that idea. And I was huh. like, okay, market research just with yeah. my single friends. And so, um, but I knew there was like something calling me. I've been a health and wellness coach in the corporate world for years and years. And so I was like, ooh, I kind of want to do that on the side in a non-conflicting way with what my role was. And so I took a marketing class. I made a website. I developed a course. And, um, then one day in April, we got our department had a call with the CEO and I was like, oh, this is lovely. This means like she's our managers getting promoted or, you know, she's going to tell us job well done. And she was like, well, just similar to you due to numbers and, you know, the wellness department isn't, isn't bringing in mon money like they used to before COVID. And so anyway, she said, you have seven weeks, seven mm. weeks. So we, it was that awkward thing where it was like, you're employed, but you're not like, you know, the yeah. ending's like a death sentence. And so anyway, during that time, of course I continued working and then I really like stepped up my game. And, um, there is something that I know you and I are familiar with. Um, Kathy Heller is this lady we both, Shannon and I both love, and she was doing this manifestation and abundance course. And when I saw the price tag, I was like, oh, no way. And then they were offering scholarships like half off scholarships. And I was like, I hadn't even heard of her. It's my sister told me about her and she was doing like this three day boot camp or five day boot camp on abundance or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'll listen in, you know, since yeah. I'm almost unemployed. And it was so great, but I thought, no, there's no way I'm going to commit to that. And then on the very last day, when they were offering scholarships for like half off, I was like, 
I'm going to, I'm going to apply to see if I get one. And I did, I got one. And the day, my last day of work was the first day of the manifestation and abundance workshop. And it's just so interesting how things align and you're like, I'm definitely in my flow. Like this is what being in my flow and, and it really, so many great things came from just being in that. So tell me some of the great things that have come since your February 16th. layoff blessing. Yeah. So I was actually in Kathy Heller's AEA abundant ever after at that time. And I'm so glad in February. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm so glad that I had the community to catch me because I immediately went there and I posted in the group and I was like, sisters, I feel that this is a safe place to say this. This is what just happened to me. I'm feeling all these feelings. And everyone was like, yes, yes, you attracted this. You manifested this. You raised your vibe. You said yes to yourself. You joined this program and like the universe is delivering, like this is going to be so good for you. So that was so helpful having that and hearing it and being like, okay, I can, I can get on board with that. Like, yes, this is all working for me. So through the course, I've met so many amazing people. Um, she challenged us to start a podcast. I did that too. And it's been so magical. I never thought that that was something that I would do. And it has brought me so much joy. Like it is my jam. It is my thing. I can't imagine life without it now. And the conversations I get to have with women all the time. And I love it so much. Um, I've pushed myself. I've gotten so uncomfortable and gotten comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, and I just like, I don't even recognize the person that I, I was then, but in the best way I'm happier. My family's happier. My marriage has never been better. Like life is good. Wow. Life is so good. Yeah. Wow. That's so amazing. It's, it's so interesting too, because one of the things that I've learned through my own journey is not to hold on to expectations. Right. So on yeah. February 16th, when you were let go and you're like, Oh, okay. i you had no idea what would come. You didn't know you'd be starting a podcast. You didn't know your marriage would improve. You didn't know you'd be happier. You let go of the expectations, but you went forward. You made the steps you needed to do to go forward. And I think that's so clutch and so key. And when we're taking a chance, it's just to let go of what we think it's going to look like yep. and just kind of in, keep moving forward, keep doing the things, keep being open to the things, but also letting go of what the end result and as a fellow high achiever and a goal, or I have a whiteboard in my bedroom, right? It's, it's a sickness, but like, I'm one. <laughs> you're <laughs> yeah. ISO sister. Um, it's one of those things where you're used to achieving, like, this is the goal I'm going for it. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's exciting and good. And we need something to look for and being able to look at sidewalks and being okay when that sidewalk goes right instead of left. And it sounds like that's what's been created for you in your journey as well. Yeah. So I was, I was obsessed with the idea of like having more ease and having more control over my time in my life. And I thought that path was by starting a side business, making a lot of money in my side business, and then leaving my job sometime, you know, I thought it would take a few years and looking back, I'm like, wow, I have all the time I want so much ease, so much space. And there was no income, you know, there's, there's not the security of the salary and the universe has shown up. Like things are taking care of themselves in ways that I could never imagine. And, you know, as soon as I'm like, Ooh, money, yikes, I'm not kidding you. A check shows up. And I, 
part wow. of it, you know, I realized like, I, I understand the privilege, but so much of it is just letting go and just being open and not trying to control every aspect of like, Oh crap, my income is gone. How am I going to, what am I going to do? Da, 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 and just like trying to relax into the flow and like, let, like, let the universe take care of you. If, if you want to universe God source, whatever you want to say, if they bring you to it, they're going to bring you through it. You're going to be all right. Yeah. That's so inspiring. So going back to when you're working with um, women who are in this transition time, if you could give our listeners one piece of advice, what would that be? Mm, I think it's one um, that anyone could use that, you know, whether or not is learn to advocate for yourself and learn to do it as quickly as possible because no one else is looking out for your needs. And if you're not looking out for your, your own needs, nobody then is looking out for you. You've got to take care of yourself. Number one, whether you're a mother or otherwise, but I think it is so important to take care of yourself as a mom so that then you can show up fully for your children, for your spouse, you know, in the workplace for all these other people that are counting on you to show up fully present. Um, so advocating for yourself, if it's no, I need this time to pump or no, I, I can't work after five 30 because my daycare closes at six, I have to leave or, or whatever that thing is like, you need to stand up for you and say, hi, I need this and not be afraid of putting yourself first. Mm, such, such good advice. And you're right. Everyone should be able to, to take, to advocate for themselves because at the end of the day, <clears throat> we don't have our parents, you know, we're not kids anymore where our parents are an advocate We're we're adults. And we do need to have that be able to advocate for ourselves. Thank you. That's great advice. So if people want to get a hold of you, what is the best way to do that? Yeah, they can either, if they want to get in touch, they can shoot me an email at having a mom moment at gmail.com, but I'm most active on Instagram at having a mom moment. It spills over to Facebook, but I'm much more active over there on Instagram. So it sounds like you have something for our expected mothers. Uh, amazing freebie. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, it's an 18 page um, maternity leave planning guide to help you think through some of the pieces like transitioning your workload and building some of the supports in place that we had talked about um, and thinking about what those look like. And also thinking about how you're going to take care of you in this whole process so that you're just more ready to step back into work um, as a whole person who also just had a whole baby. So yep, that's free and available. Awesome. And I will put that in the show notes. Thank you. Okay. Final question. Yeah. I like to ask all my, um, all the people I have on the podcast, this question, what's been the most inspirational thing or something that's inspired you recently? Ooh, the most inspirational thing. I don't know. There's been so much there's been, I'm so inspired by all the women that I've had the opportunity to talk to on my own podcast. I don't think I could narrow it down to one. Um, okay. So to summarize it, then the wisdom that we all have within us that we don't give ourselves enough credit for it's the little Ooh. things we already we've integrated, we think, and we know, but when you say that out loud to someone else, it's so profound. It's like the tiniest little morsel to you, but it is so impactful. And I just keep getting these juicy nuggets from all of these other women. And I'm like, Holy crap. We're, we're so insightful. We are so wise. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. So, so true. Just thank you so much for sharing your wisdom because I definitely feel there's a need for it. I'm thinking of two friends of mine who are currently pregnant about to deliver, and I will definitely be recommending your podcast you. and your Instagram to them. Yeah, um, thank, thank you, you so much for coming on today, Shannon. Thank it's been great. Thanks for having me. It's been fun.
Let's get ready to meditate. Today's meditation is for parents and it's a short break meditation. This session helps you to relax and get a few moments solely for you. Get into a nice, comfortable seated position. You may close your eyes if you wish. Feel free to practice this meditation at any time, in any place, be it at work or home, or even while you're waiting to pick up your children. Inhale for a count of five. Hold for a count of three, two, one, exhale. Again, inhale. Hold, two, three, exhale. Making that exhale nice and long. And now inhaling, one, two, three, four, five. Hold, two, three, and a long exhale. Become fully aware of your breath and allow the breath to relax you. Notice the rise and fall of your chest, feeling calm and comfortable. Feel your body expanding and contracting with the breath, relaxing. Thoughts may come and grab your attention and that is perfectly fine. When you notice this, return to the gentle rhythm of your breath. Follow the breath without changing it. Just observe it. Inhale. Exhale. Take a minute to do your own breath work without my counting. Inhaling. Holding. And exhaling. Continue. And as you breathe, remember, you are a good human being and a wonderful person and a great parent for your child. Your child is a gift from God. Continue breathing, inhaling, holding, exhaling, and when you're ready, Open your eyes. Place your hand on your heart. Together, we find peace and embrace life one breath at a time. Thank you for joining Living on the Exhale. Make sure to subscribe.